Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, m.starkspow. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the combo guard running the two, Jacob, the white knight. How you doing today, brother? Blessed and healthy, brother. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is another great day on a Sunday. God is good still, mm-hmm. even with this whole uh, lockdown or even shutdown in a lot of places that we are going through for this virus. But our prayers is out definitely to you guys and uh, your loved ones. Just be safe. Wash your hands. Do what you're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys haven't done so, make sure you do check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. Helps our uh, site to continue to grow. Make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. It's down right now, but still subscribe to it. It helps us out. Make sure you guys um, subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. If you have uh, Apple Podcasts, make sure you review it. Give us a five-star rating. Um, this episode, we are going to just talk about, the like just like the last episode that I was running ISO on, comparing two players on who you would rather uh, you know, draft and redraft, points and dynasty format. Um, and then again, for new life fantasy, we speak about the faith on the site, fantasy football, baseball, and basketball. We have new fantasy football articles by Chris and Andrew. So please check that out on newlifefantasy.com. Um, some great content on there. And me and Jacob is obviously working on some stuff too, as well as Micah. Uh, so with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. Now, Jacob, um, you know, there was, uh, two players I actually talked about on last episode, and I wanted to pick your brain with it, and it was uh, Jason Tatum versus Bradley Bill. So mm. I know you're more of this points guru, but you do it, everything as well with me. In a points format, who would you rather take, uh, Jason Tatum or would you rather take Bradley Bill? I think right now in a points, is this a redraft or a dynasty? Yes, I'm sorry. So it will be a redraft points league. Yes, sir. In a redraft, I'm still going to lean towards Beal. It is a lot closer than you might think. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that Beal still has the potential in a points league to be a top 10 player. Uh, whereas Tatum, I think his ceiling is top 15 for next season. So I would still lean towards Beal just because he's proven, he's more consistent, and he'll still he'll he's still going to play 35 plus minutes a night and he's not even 27 yet he'll be 27 mm-hmm. once the season starts uh but i would still go with beal on that wasteland team that we call the washington wizards nice nice and what about in the redraft in a dynasty format uh in a dynasty format i would absolutely go with tatum you know he's not mm-hmm. uh he's 22 years old uh, he has proven this season that he is that he has next. You know, he has what it takes to take that next step, and that's why I think he can be a top fifteen player in points and in a nine category league. So I would definitely go with Tatum in a dynasty. All right, perfect. So um, these are going to be two players. I, I think we pretty much had the same one, uh, same answer for the last episode that I did as well. Uh, running ISO. <clears throat> so I'm going to nominate two new players here and then, you know, you can, you can combat it with me next. So the next two players in a redraft points and dynasty format, uh, it's actually cat Carl Anthony towns versus um, uh, Nikola Jokic. And I, we mm. all know the issue that happened with cat this past year. So in a points format, who do you actually take between the two in a redraft points league? 
you know, I know it was a weird season this year, and it's like, ooh, do I sell Cat? I mean, if any owners in in it, well, okay, so if it's a redraft league, I'm, you know what? If it's if it's a redraft <laughs> or a dynasty league, I'm still gonna roll with Cat. He had mm-hmm. he had one weird season where you know it just it seemed like he was sort of tanking himself, like he was trying to demand a trade or try to demand mm-hmm. someone come over which they did they obliged and they brought his bff d'angelo russell you know so he's gonna be <laughs> happy so in a dynasty league you like and you own him you are happy right now because he's gonna do whatever it takes to play to play with his best friend and to get that timberwolves team back on track so uh in a redraft or a dynasty i'm taking cat over Jokic. Jokic is awesome like I'd say that Jokic is top five for me in a dynasty, whereas Towns, he's still he's still firmly in the top three for me because his age he's he's not he's not even twenty five, and Jokic is a little bit past twenty five, so age doesn't really matter here to do the deciding factor. But I still think that Cat has a much higher ceiling and does a lot more things as far as he'll still chip in. Uh, you know, he'll still chip in blocks and stuff, which is a rare commodity. Whereas Jokic, he I don't think I've ever seen him jump, you know, more than one foot. So, uh, <laughs> you know, like Towns is getting the blocks. Jokic is getting more assists uh, than than Towns, but I'd rather go with the blocks ceiling over the assist ceiling. Yeah, and that's that's good as well. <clears throat> I thought, you know, maybe because I know you're a type of coach that likes consistency and, and mm. of course you've been getting we've been getting consistency with Carl Anthony times like you know for years right right so just I thought maybe that you might think a little bit different because mm. of this 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 uh, issue this year and it makes sense and I'm honestly in agreement with you as well mm-hmm. here um, <clears throat> now Carl Anthony times this was I, I will say this I started to low-key I try not to question the NBA's player or NBA's uh, NBA players, you know, their logic and, and stuff of that, or, or question their ability, right. or just question them in particular. This year, I I started questioning his behavior just a tad bit, you know, especially right. this year. Uh, you know, I was backing him as the the number one overall dynasty format player mm-hmm. beginning of this season, and he was doing that right beginning of this year. He yeah. came out guns blazing the first couple of weeks, and then he just started just falling off the, the ledge. And it's only because of time he had to take it out. And then just like you had mentioned, getting his BFF uh, over <laughs> there and, you know, demanding trades at, at one point in time, you would think underneath the radar. And then he was playing, what, Call of Duty? I'm just like, gosh, <laughs> what happened to this guy, right? I was just like, mm-hmm. I never knew he was like that in a sense. So, um, you know, may, you know, as far as like we know his his skill in the court remains to be solid. You know, everything that I predicted when the season started, he was doing in the beginning, but things changed, mm-hmm. right? But, um, yes, in a dynasty format, I would still take Cat in that sense. Mm-hmm. And even in the redraft format, I'm going to take Carl Anthony Towns. I think, you know, yeah. next year in Minnesota, having D'Angelo Russell, it's only going to make things, you know, actually really good because, what, mm-hmm. Wiggins is not there as well either. They don't really have any other superstars there. It's just him. And legitimately, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Now I know they have, right. you know, second fiddle, good pieces around them. You know, we we can we can say that, but mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that the usage rate is going to be really focused based on them two in particular. That they're going to run a lot of the offense, and I, I can see him having a, a better season than 
what obviously he dragged into a lot of fantasy owners hurting their feelings uh, into last year in redraft forms. But if there's any glimmer of hope to give anybody a heads up, and it's not, it's not to say, I guess it's sad to say this. If there is a glimmer of hope, it's this, because, you know, we played fantasy and we hope that the players on our team, the rest of the season, right. For the fantasy mm-hmm. playoffs, if there's any slight, and it's like, it's a, I don't want to say this, but it's a true statement. There, the glimmer of light is this. We didn't have fantasy playoffs, so you didn't need them, right? But mm-hmm. that's only because of this whole uh, COVID-19 uh, COVID situation. So it's unfortunate, but if you guys had it, well, I guess I, I, I digress because I know some people that if you played in, you know, money leagues, I, and I can understand that in a sense. I, I don't do it, but it doesn't necessarily mean you, don't, you shouldn't have to do it. But if you do, it's fine. Um, if you were in the playoffs – and if you didn't, you actually needed him to get in the playoffs. So if you ended your season and he wasn't there, then I, I'm sure you probably s- split the pot in the playoffs, you know, between each coach. And you didn't have him to work up there. So then at that point, I can get it. But if you played all the way to the championship or you were trying to, then it didn't hurt you. And I know some people, from my understanding, in a dynasty format, you're probably going to hold on to the pot going on to next year, which is fine, too. So hopefully Carl Anthony Towns would be with you, uh, you know, for next season. Because essentially, mm-hmm. just like what Jacob said, he's been an Ironman pretty much his whole career until this mm-hmm. year came up. So I will pass you the ball there, Jacob. Do you have two guys that you want to nominate uh, nominate for uh, next season, man? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So hmm. here, let me bring up. So I just did, I just did an article. Uh, well, actually the first two articles on the their dynasty outlooks i did bam Adebayo, and brandon ingram um, and i actually have mm-hmm. them really close in a dynasty league starks and also for next year's redraft rankings so i want to pass the ball to you there um if you are drafting let's say tomorrow in a redraft league would you take bam or would you take ingram and which round Oh man, this is a good one. And it's funny because I did that episode. I did a Bam, uh, Bam, Bam, Big, a lot of Bio versus Gobert, and this one is actually mm-hmm. very interesting too. Man, um, Brandon Ingram versus Bam out of Bio redraft league. Uh, in, in a points league, I think I'm actually going to take. Ooh, that's even tough too, right? I think right. I'm going to take. I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. Well. Uh, I will <laughs> say this. I will say this. Big man in a points league, I think it's more important. And I yeah. think you can attest to that, right? Mm-hmm. So in a points league, I might take slightly bam at a bio. And I think this is this is one of the reasons why I'm going to take him is because in points leagues also, assist is very underrated. Right. And the thing about that is he gets the assist. He was averaging 5.1 mm-hmm. assists this season as a big man. That out-of-position stat, I love it. He's also giving you a steal and a block this season in particular. Free throw percentage doesn't really particularly hurt you in points mm-hmm. leagues, right? Not not really like nine-cat leagues. So in a points league, I think I'm going to take Bam, Bam Bigelow out of bio. As far as Brandon Ingram and um, – Bam out of bio in a read a regular redraft format nine cat category league. 
I will say this. Ingram started to tailor off just a tad bit because of Zion Williamson came back. I think at yeah. one point in time uh, when he came back, I think he was like a close to a, a top 100 player uh, within that last couple months. Well, actually the last nine games. So he was 104 in the nine-cat category league. Mm. But the thing is, his what really hurt him is his field goal percentage took a, took a, a massive hit down. His free throw percentage was fine. Uh, his rebounds took a hit and his points took a hit. So even though he was, you know, 104 ranked, even when Zion Williamson was back, I would expect him to do better because, like I said, again, his charity stripe was still at the 80% mark, and that's what I was paying attention to. Um, man, but – and again, with Bam Adebayo, I, I expect his free throw percentage to come up. He only shot 69%, and he took a lot of shots at the charity stripe, to be fair. So you're almost essentially – you're pretty much almost punting free throws with him. But I expect Bam to shoot in the this the 70s. I hope that he can do that next year. I know I'm, it's like I'm doing a cop-out. Let me – I'll get back to redrop. I'm going to say this in a dynasty format. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. In a, Well, in a points league, where would I take him at? I know you had kind of mentioned that. Bam, out of bio, I think I would take him in the second round. Um, dynasty format, oh, nine cat, man. I think it's just because I'm so massive on Bam out of bio. I'm going to take in a dynasty format. Bam out of bio. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to try to get him in in a, the back end, second or early third round. That's where I think he could be perceived. That I would like to get him in the 40s range, but that might not be the case, right? He's very young as well. So is Ingram, but I think I'm going to mm-hmm. take Bam out of bio because I think. With the steals that he gets for a big man is, is something that I'm not going to overlook. 1.2 steals, that's very underrated, the blocks he's getting. And maybe at some point in his career, he might start taking threes. If he does that, it's gay. It, listen, if he starts making threes and he's a better free throw shooter, it's mm-hmm. game over, man. And he'll be like a top 10 or better player at some point in, in his career if he could do that. Uh, Brandon Ingram, again, we've talked about him. I'm going to eat my crow on him because I called him a scrub last year after saying like he – He'll probably won't be a better than a top 75 player, but he proved that proved me wrong for sure this year. Uh, again, when I call mm. players scrubs, somehow they bounce back or they bounce back into a whole <laughs> dip, different atmosphere, just like Jalen Brown, right? Um, mm-hmm. But in, in a redraft format, I guess I would have to look at, you know, who what big man is going to be scythed or sniped in front of me. Um, but I think in a redraft format, I could probably take Brandon Ingram. Oh, cause that that charity stripe. But I, I'm a sucker for charity stripe. And <laughs> again, it, it's like me backtracking because if I if I chose Dynasty Bam Adebayo, you know, I think he'll be better in the future at the free throw line. That's what I think. That's why I'm taking him. But in a <laughs> redraft format, I think hopefully this year it's an indicator that 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 80 plus charity stripe for Brandon Ingram is legit, and I'm going to take him in a redraft format. Um, I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, man, I think we're on the same wavelength, but I think I would do the trifecta and I would just take I would just take Bam in all of them in all mm-hmm. points in all redraft and dynasty just because of what you said like I am so enamored by him and I've and and I've seen some highlights and some heat games and that and the heat are running the offense through him sometimes actually probably half the time. Uh so that's why his assists are up so much, just because he's running the offense. And I love that, that they have so much faith in him. And, you know, like the BAM breakout, everyone expected it. 
and he delivered. You know, it's not like he mm-hmm. disappointed. It's not like he took the 30, 30, 35 plus minutes and, you know, and choked. You know, like he actually delivered. Mm-hmm. He broke out. And if you see in my article, you know, he he had this pattern in college and he had it, uh, you know, his assist, his blocks, his steals. Like he can do it all. He can do all those things that are very that are very rare, especially in a big man. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, Bam and Ingram are basically the same age. I think they're both, no, no, no. They are both 22 years old. So Mm -hmm. it's not like one is younger than the other. And it's like, Oh, I'm leaning towards him. No, like if it's a tiebreaker, I'm going with the big man. Like you said, Uh, I'm going with the big man with promise who can block Ingram has proven at least this season that he can block a little bit more. But it's it's still mm-hmm. at around 0.7, which, um, you know, for a six foot eight, six foot six foot nine guy, you know, you would hope that it would it'd be a little bit more. But um, I'm going with the blocks here with Bam Adebayo, but it is extremely close. I definitely understand the waffle, or like you know, like like it's just like a tough choice because for me personally, Bam is just outside my top 25, and so is Ingram. Like they're both. They're both in like that 25-30 range uh, in a redraft league. And in a dynasty league, they get a little bit more of an uptick because of their age. Uh, but, yeah, I like you, my man, I am all aboard the Bam Bam train. So I, I would definitely take him over Ingram uh, if I had that choice in any sort of format. Uh, but I will say you did say in a point, you know, like free throws don't count against you. I will say there are mm-hmm. some leagues that add that, you know, like we're talking about a yeah, standard true. points league. Some points league, you know, like you have to check your settings because sometimes people, you know, they think it's, you know, they penalize free throws, which would knock down vastly the rankings of like an Andre Drummond and Bam and Bam Adebayo would be knocked a few spots if your points league knocks you for free throws missed i would lean ingram because like you said ingram's a beast at the line i believe he had 85 to 90 percent free throw this season very consistent the only the only bummer is that his production tailored a little bit once zion went came back but also weirdly his stats didn't change too much. It went down across the board, but his blocks went down from 0.7 to 0.2, and I think that had a lot to do with mm-hmm. it. He just wasn't blocking mm-hmm. as much. Um, so that might be an anomaly. It might be for real. I, I just wouldn't count Ingram blocking uh, for your team. So that's the only instance I would take Ingram. Uh, but Bam Bam, Bam Bam Bigelow, like you say, man, he is the real deal. <laughs> Yeah, that that's excellent, Jacob. And, and and to your point too, as well, you know, talking about Bam Bam Bigelow out of bio is, uh, you know, even in his last, you know, games, you know, before the season, like the last eleven games, his usage rate came up. That's another. I'm a sucker for usage rate too. Mm-hmm. It obviously could be detrimental to your turnovers, right, in the nine cat league, but with the usage rate, that also incorporated a little bit more assists at six point one versus the five point one that he was averaging this season. He's up to he was up to 18 points, right? His rebounds went up as well. Uh, his free throw percentage took a, a nice tick up as well, 72% versus mm-hmm. overall 69%. Um, if there was also his block rate was almost two blocks a game. So it's just like goodness. Like you said, they're running the offense a little bit more to him. So 
that is a beautiful sight to see. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, it's it's really tough. I, I will say this. I, I did – have him as a sleeper this year as a, like a top 50 to 60 player. Yeah, he did. Uh, but he, he busted, he, he busted that, you know, he broke through that at top 40. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's good. Um, it, it's just this Brandon Ingram. I, I think this has got to be probably the, the, one of the biggest surprises to me in fantasy or even the NBA in particular, yeah. um, you know, a well taught, a touted guy coming out of uh, college, right. You know, when he was in the Lakers. So some of the, pre- a lot of the pressure probably came off that Katie comparison going to the Pelicans was probably like the weight off the shoulder. So, you know, that's good. We'll go ahead and do one more comparison. This one is going to be interesting, Jacob. I, I, I'm really interested to hear what you got to say on this one. Mm-hmm. So, and in in I think it's – I think I kind of think – I think I know your answer for, the, for, the, for all of them, but I, I still want to know. So, these two guys, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook this year versus Fred Flintstone Van Vliet. Who do you take in a points league redraft in a dynasty format? Redraft in a dynasty, man. I I am going I'm going all in on Fred Van Bleet. And I know I've been, <laughs> like I've I've definitely been I have been like what seems like a Fred Van Bleet hater <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I don't like his <laughs> like his field goal percentage is just awful. You know, like he'll have a game where he blows up and then he'll have a he'll he'll just have a game that's pedestrian but you know as we saw he was a beast in the NBA finals with uh last season and he carried that over mm-hmm. into the regular season and that was awesome to see and they have a coach as we've talked about he likes to run a tight rotation which means Van Bleet's minutes are anywhere between 30 and 40 safe and locked which is beautiful mm-hmm. um whereas Westbrook now that he's getting older, they're starting to manage his load, and I hate that. We hate that here at New Life. It's just like <laughs> yep. never draft players who are going to be load managed because it's just going to be a headache all season, you know. And if you draft them and you think you're getting value, please don't complain afterwards and say, "Oh, why did I draft him? I should trade him." Like, you know, we're trying to yeah. warn you guys now. If if there are players that are being threatened to be load managed. Knock them down a few pegs on your rankings. They definitely will on our rankings for sure. So I will, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Van Vliet because, you know, it, especially in a dynasty, Van Vliet is 26 years old and Westbrook's almost 32. 30. Yeah, he's going to be 32 this year. <laughs> 32 this year. So, I mean, you know, that's not old by any means, but in basketball for a sure. point guard, for a reckless guy who is just, you know, it's, it feels like he's sacrificing his body on every possession, you know, like he just wants it so bad. And as a dynasty owner, that scares me. And um, I would actually, I, I, I wouldn't draft him in a dynasty unless he felt in like the seventies for me, even, you know, that's, that's pretty drastic. Uh, But I'm staying away from, I'm staying away from Westbrook, even though he has those blow up games and, you know, but I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Van Vliet. Uh, and with Van Vliet, I actually wouldn't mind in a dynasty league. I wouldn't mind looking his way in the early forties. Um, maybe even, maybe even the late thirties, just because he is pretty young. He's 26. He's on a team that needs him. Um, and he's proven that he can get the job done. So I'm going to go with Van Vliet in every single format Starks. Now I'm going to pass the ball. 
I'm going to pass the ball right back <laughs> to you. What are your thoughts? Um, all right. So we finally came into just a, a disagreement in this. And just not – I mean, honestly, okay. I'm still with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, I'm shocked. Even in the points league, I, I think I can understand load management. Yes, I, I am 100. percent We we don't like that here in New Life. We we don't want to hear that. You know, and Russell Westbrook is faced with that. Points mm-hmm. league, I still think I'm going to take uh, Russ. But honestly, okay. we're still pretty much the same because everything else, like Nine Cat, Ray Draft, and in Dynasty form, I'm going to take Prince Flintstone, right? Uh, Van mm-hmm. Vliet, that is, um, in that sense. But the reason why in the points league is you know, when it comes to that, and again, just like you had mentioned earlier, it kind of goes by how is your points league set up, right? But I'm just looking at it, if it's just straight, strictly to the standard. Um, again, actually, what's funny is Russell Westbrook's free throw percentage was actually a little bit better this year, which is odd. Mm. I mean, it shouldn't be odd because he's always been good at the free throw line in his career and until the last few years um, at 77%. But anyways, mm. um Coming back to this, I think it's – so let me ask you this real quick. So before I, you know, give a little bit more of an analysis on this. In a dynasty format, you would be willing to just trade straight up Russell Westbrook for Fred Van Bleet, straight up. Uh, I honestly would. If you can, if you can do that, mm-hmm. I would do that 100% just because you're going to get a solid Van Bleet who's not going to take any load management for at least the next three years. Uh, and those are prime, prime years there. He's entering his tw- age yeah. 27 season in the middle of next yeah. season. So, I mean, that's lovely. And Westbrook to me, he's expendable right now being almost 32, uh, you know, just load mm-hmm. managed, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of arguments to be made to execute that trade. And if for any, you know, if, the name value of Russell Westbrook can net you more than Van Vliet. Go for it. But I would absolutely do that swap and not look back. But I think I'm thinking you, uh, what do you think? Would you do that? Like if you were holding Westbrook right now and you saw that trade Westbrook for Van Vliet, would you just pull the trigger or would you kind of be hesitant? Man, I would, for some reason, it just feels weird. I would be Mm -hmm. hesitant. I would do the best. Liz, I'm sure you would too, right? I would try to see if I can squeeze maybe a pick sure. or something more, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, I'm sure you would do that too. Mm-hmm. But if if you're stuck in that situation, you're gonna, you know, would you have the culture? I think I probably would too, mm-hmm. um, because again, a dynasty format. He's younger. Again, I know I'm a I'm a proponent of saying, hey, I'm all in now. But Fred Flynn, uh, yeah. Fred Van Bleet is a type of player that could be an all in type of player now with the age, just like what you said, Jacob. That. He's into his prime age, right, in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, career, and he's going to be 27 in February. Russell Westbrook, what? He's 31 now, but he's going to be 32 this year in November. That's that's yeah. rough, man. Mm-hmm. And we talked about all all this season, and I even spoke last year, that he relies on his athleticism. You take that away from right. him, then who is he? And who that's going he? to be tough to say because he's not, he's not a good shooter. But And you're like, well, how's that true, Starks? Because uh, Van Vliet is shooting worse than Russell Westbrook. But – there's they're two different players, right? right. And I, honestly, I I don't care about field goal percentage. I mean, you guys are probably accustomed to me. I, I share a lot of my my cheat codes now. I, I punt field goal percentage, mm-hmm. so that actually helps me more. I mean, Fred Van Vliet shooting forty uh, percent this year. I, I don't I didn't I ignore that, so that's really good for me in a sense. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook surprisingly forty seven percent. That's only but we can think about that the Houston made offense, right? So that is probably why his 
uh, field goal percentage is up. But going back to the points format, I think I'm still going to take Russ. I know it's going to be tough because you got that that uh poss- that great possibility, just like what Jacob said on the load management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know he was still giving that close to back end early second round value in points league versus Fred Van Bleed. I think he was like six a fifth to six round value in points format. Now in, yeah. in the nine cat category league, that's different, mm-hmm. right? Fred Van Bleet was a top 25 guy, uh, Russell Westbrook, 37. So it that's, that's why I said, I'll take Fred Van Bleet in a redraft dynasty format. I'm still going to take Fred Van Bleet. So um, yeah, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Um, did you, did you want to say anything else before we take our clutch shots here, Jacob? I was just going to say, you made a fantastic point about the points league. Like Russell, even though he is load managed, it only, if he only plays three games a week, he's still he's still gonna get you probably you know late first, early second round value even in three games. So I mean that's that that is a great mm-hmm. point. I just uh, I just look at their age, but in a but in a sure. redraft, it's a lot closer, of course, in a points league. So I can definitely see it going either way, and you might lean towards Westbrook. I would just go with the safety of Van Vliet and he's going to be just an integral part of that Toronto offense and just wait a few more rounds and get, and get, or just wait at least one more round on Van Vliet and see if I can get him at a better value mm-hmm. than Westbrook. He's probably going in the second to early third. I get Van Vliet maybe in the fourth. Um, and then instead of taking Westbrook in the second or third, I can take a big man who's more reliable. So, you know, of course, you and me, we're all about value. We're all about, like you said, we're all about yep. cutting those coupons. So that would be my strategy, uh-huh. and I would hope I could do that, and then I would pivot if it doesn't work. But you just have to think on your feet on draft day, and you have to have this mindset of trying to cut coupons but also not you know, gambling too much because sometimes if you gamble too much on draft sure. day, it's going to get you burned, and you're not going to get your guy, and you're going to have to settle. So huh, that that is definitely – a discussion for another podcast there Starks that's for sure oh for sure man I mean you just touched up on it exactly I, I loved how you had mentioned like where the value is going to come mm-hmm. during the draft you know in pivoting and, and cutting coupons that, that's exactly what I was going to say after that because it that's where mm-hmm. it makes sense because it appears that Van Vliet I think it's I think it's fair to say we can expect him to probably fall a little well once I fall but he should be behind Russ right in drafts mm-hmm. coming up so that's that is going to be an interesting thing. We're going to see how everybody's value. That's what we want to do in new life is try to have you guys take advantage of, value, of the value and cutting coupons in your league. So um, mm-hmm. that was that was great, man. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and get into the clutch shots. And um, I I have. OK, so the clutch shot I have, this one's interesting. So. I'm, I'm as you guys probably know, or if you don't know me, me and Jacob are fans of The Office, uh, the show, and I literally seen Jacob when I was driving, like literally the other day. I seen a license plate, and it said Michael Scarn on the license plate. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that episode. Freeze, Have you ever seen freeze, that episode, Michael man? Scarn, on- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I was like, there's no way. That is this Michael Scar license plate. I was like, this guy's the MVP for doing that. That is my clutch shot. Uh, I will pass you the <laughs> That's ball. That's super man. clutch, man. I love that. <laughs> that is such a great episode. Underrated for sure. Oh, sure. Oh, man. man. Threat level midnight. So good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, 
my clutch shot is that I want you guys to be on the lookout this week on New Life Fantasy. I'm dropping an article this week and give you a sneak preview. It's going to be on who I think are the surprise fantasy fantasy basketball players this season. You know, like who you drafted late that provided incredible value, you know, and who we're thanking uh, that we mm-hmm. took a chance on them either later or as a late round flyer. So be on the lookout for that, guys, please. Yes, I, I can't wait to until you release it as well, too, man. I'm, I'm looking forward for it. Um, so, listeners, we uh, love you so much. You can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also follow me on Instagram, m.starkspal. I know I haven't been tweeting as much, but uh, just ask me any questions that I'll get to at a prompt time. Ask me anything. And give me a follow. I'll pass you the ball, Jacob. Where can I find you at, man? Thank you, brother. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ain't done yet. And done is spelled D-U-N-N-E. And yeah, just like you, I haven't been tweeting a ton either, but it's really hard to tweet out content when there's no fantasy sports going yeah. on, you know? So, you know, like we need to get more creative mm-hmm. um, and provide you <laughs> some more content. But if you guys have questions, we would love to we would love to answer them. Uh, if you ask me right now, I'll, you know, you know, I'll answer uh, as soon as I can. And I would love to get those questions so we can help each other out and prepare for the future. Cause you know, there's never really an off season when it comes to fantasy basketball, right? You're right. Exactly. <laughs> it is typically never an ending season in any fantasy sport of the three that we do here mm-hmm. in new life. But right. unfortunately with this virus, that, that is the case now. Right. Um, so, listeners, thank listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we love you so much. God bless you. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.